Inspiration Nation. Hello, Lee Kemp here for another week on the podcast. As always, with both Jose Neuer and Ryan Boniface. How are we doing, guys? Yeah, good, thank you. Fabulous, thanks, Lee. Glad to hear it. And more important than these two, we also have a guest with us as well. You'll see them if you're live with us on YouTube. Uh, invited by Jose, so I hand over to you to do the introductions. Yeah, so uh, Joe, he's um, been on the podcast before. Um, so totally inspirational, brilliant. I mean, if you've gone back and listened to the archive and had our conversation, you would have. We had some great fun doing this <laughs> with Joe. We had some great fun, um, and it was just a brilliant. But um, Joe, do you just want to introduce yourself back again yeah. to your second second hit here on the podcast? Yeah, thank you all for having me on today. It's dead exciting to be here. So my name's Joe Wright. I'm the co-founder of Coaching Culture, um, an organisation that um, provides a platform, software, content to help organisations build a coaching culture, so providing all the content resources they need to enable managers to have better conversations. And then there's me, Joe Wright, who is now the best-selling Amazon author of No More Shit Managers, yay, Seven Steps to a Coaching Culture. Um, and I'm also a speaker and coach, and I help organisations as well build their coaching culture. So, yeah, that's me in a nutshell from a role and company perspective. That's me. Fantastic. Do you know, because I, I went back this week and I listened to the uh, the interview um, to get myself in the right headspace. It was October 2020. It's crazy how long ago that was now that we, well, I say we, that you and you and Joe did that interview. Um, back in the very early days for us, we were still in double digits of podcast numbers, not triple then. Um, so encourage people to go and listen. In fact, what there will be is in the notes to this, wherever you are, um, there'll be a link to the uh, previous interview you want to go back and give that a listen. But we're really keen now to talk about what you've been doing since, Joe, especially No More Shit Managers. Um, and listening back to the previous interview, there was a lot of things you were talking about doing. And at that time, a book wasn't one of those things. So what what's happened in the previous what? few years to bring the idea of doing a book so um, I remember a while ago, my business partner said to me, a coaching culture, oh, he sort of made this throwaway comment, we need to write a book. And what he meant when he said, we need to write a book, <laughs> you know where I'm going with it, was you need to write a book. And I was like, I don't know how to write a book. And it reminds me of when we set up the magazine and, and it's actually in the book where we said, you need to be the editor of the magazine. I'm like, I've never been an editor of the magazine. Well, you are now. So it's a little bit the same. So it's, we need to write a book. In other words, you need to write a book. And I was like, don't really know how to write a book. I read loads of books, but that's different. So um, a really good friend and friend of coaching culture, Tim Roberts, wrote the book, Break the Mould. Uh, a great book. Check it out. Um, and I went, I went to Tim's book launch. And I was like, oh, I've never been to a book launch before. And I, I felt really excited and proud of Tim. And, and he introduced me to his book coach so it's that word again coach and I met his book coach and then went on a webinar of theirs um, literally a handful of weeks later I thought oh oh I think I'm going to be able to learn how to write a book and they taught me how to write a book um, and it became paint by numbers so it's spoiled all business books for me now because I can see there's a formula there's a secret formula to writing a book um, so I wrote the book 
and it, yeah, it literally, as Joe knows, it only launched on literally six weeks ago now. Um, and I'm currently recording the audio version literally as of today and tomorrow. Um, and it's had such great feedback. It's been fabulous fun getting it out to the world. But the hard work really starts now, believe it or not, in terms of getting it out to the world more and more and actually solving this mission to eradicate the world as it manages, to be honest, and, and building a coaching culture, which is obviously a positive. Um, the book isn't a manager bashing book. And, uh, you know, it's absolutely not that. The title is deliberately provocative, deliberately so, um, to jump off a shelf, to make people stop and think, well, actually, on the title alone, I'm going to buy that book because I need to understand how we sort this out. And, and that's what it's all about. So I could talk about the book forever. Um, I feel really proud of it. I never thought I was going to write a book, uh, but nobody ever said to me before, you need to write a book or we need to write a book, which means you need to write a book. Um, and when actually my business partner said that, you know, when he said you need to write a book or we need to write a book, he said, I just thought, well, do people write books? Do they have secret ghost writers? Who are these book writing people? And then I became one myself. And do you know what? It's been it's been hard work, really hard work, but actually quite cathartic as well. I've got some interesting stories out from my archives of my career in my head. And um, and the book isn't a boring business book. I mean, the title says it all. It isn't boring. It's actually quite funny in parts. Um, but they're only the stories that are funny in hindsight. They're not funny at the time. Um, it's meant to be engaging. It's meant to be no nonsense. And it's absolutely meant to be practical, uh, full of resources, um, supporting top tips. And, and it's really interesting. I even got some feedback just the other day. Somebody wrote to me who doesn't know me privately and said, I really love your book. And I said, I thought, well, I'm not leaving it there. Which bit did you really love? What was it? Be specific. Tell me. Let me learn. And she said, I have been a head of people and culture for some time now. And I've done loads about coaching and I've done loads about leadership. This has been the first thing that has connected all the dots for me. You've connected the dots in your book. And I was like, whoa, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's so it gives me hope and inspiration that actually change might start happening because there are other books that are being launched right now with titles that are calling out shit managers and actually the conversations that are happening out there that are crushing people, that are affecting people's lives. And actually, this book isn't a manager bashing book. My book isn't that. It's a book of hope, inspiration. And actually, while ever, for every toe curling grimacy story there's a really positive case study to counterbalance that and to counteract that so um yeah it was fun to write hard work um but something yeah that i never thought back in 2020 that that's what i'd be doing but here i am that's yeah. fantastic I, I mean i find myself when i'm um trying to um coach and develop people that the stories that make me cringe are the ones that sometimes give the best lessons. So if you can get some of them out there and help people get through those lessons without needing to do something cringy themselves, then that sounds like a good thing. 
Oh, absolutely. And it's really interesting. Like I said, I'm recording the audio version at the minute. So I've literally been in a recording studio today with giant headphones on, you know, the giant microphone, giant headphones. And this, and a sound engineer is reading it with me. So it's a bit like Jack and Ori for anybody who remembers Jack and Ori back in the day. Do, reading. Thank you, Joe. Um, and it literally is literally me reading the book out and obviously he's recording it. And when we have the odd break, he went, hmm. My wife works in a really large organisation and I think they could do with this book. And I said, why? Because her manager is not doing what you're advising. And actually, it's making her really unhappy. And I was like, it's that right there. That is it. And that is why I'm definitely on a mission to change the world of work for, to be, for the better. And, and it doesn't have to be that difficult. It needs to just be done it needs organizations need to start making this change and see it through there's something in the book i call initiative itis to be fair when i was saying that out loud today trying to do the audio book i couldn't quite say it <laughs> it's easier to write than say <laughs> initiative itis oh where's my teeth gone um and you know it can't be another initiative oh we just need to get a few people with a few coaching skills this is cultural change this is behavioral change this is sustainable change um, and it's all doable and the book shows that it can be done and I say it's not easy but it's possible and not only is it possible it's necessary so I really honestly I'm going to get myself a little no more shit managers soapbox and drag it round everywhere with me and then stand on it with a, a loud hailer and off I go that'll be me you'll see me on the corner of the streets in a market on a Saturday I love it I, lo I, I think you're doing that Joe already I think you're doing you? you're doing that this is what this is it's it's fabulous. You know what? And I was reading your book and I love the book. And there's a story about PSS, is it? On Space yeah, Trip. PSS. Yeah. 211. Love that story. Um, you know, uh, you know, because it's because you, they won the coaching, uh, the, the coaching culture of the year award. Yeah. Um, and, and it was, you know, driven from people at the top, really driven. And, and that's what you need. Like, I think the challenge is, Joe, um, and I've experienced it. And, um, <laughs> I've got to be careful I say it. <laughs> um, I've experienced it is, it's you need to get buying from the top to, to make it work. And what I love about your book, Joe, can I just say, is the seven, seven steps. It's the seven step framework. I love it. And I know you've referenced okay. other books that's separate. I, yeah. And what I love the way is you, you write about how you can use the book, you can jump in in this stage, you know, you might be, yeah. you can just jump in there. And I love that. And the bit that I really enjoyed about yours was assessing the coaching capability. I love that questionnaire. I am going to use you. that questionnaire. I'm nicking that. And I'm uh, hang on, you uh, hang on, hang on. At the front of the book, it says, "Please don't nick anything before the." Oh, yeah. Some, you go, yeah, okay, I'll let you nick it. That's fine. Thank you. Credit everyone on the pot. I've got. <laughs> but honestly, Joe, it's wonderful, and um, I really love that questionnaire you put in it because it clearly comes from your heart, but it also very practical. It's like yeah. that's what I love about it. It's so practical. Um, that's what I love. And the other thing I loved about it is that you, you opened my eyes to other things I hadn't realised about people that I really love already. I, you referenced Stephen Covey, you referenced the, the book, the, the, this one, Michael Bongar. You, oh. you know, um, and also, you know, you talk about Gary Vaynerchuk. I do. The ROI of the ROI. About, about the thing about the ROI. Social media. What's the ROI of your mother? Is his answer. Oh, right. cheeky. Yeah, but I was the ROI hat on coaching because that's yeah. always what's asked. And what he said was absolutely gold. And I was trying to think, how can I 
relate to that. And I've actually got a story off the back of that that I can actually, I'm not going to do it here because I want, I want to. So that's inspired me to use a story which I will actually use when I ever have to justify the ROI on coaching. I am going to use this story and I've got a personal story about it. Oh. So it's fantastic. I, I, I've just drawn so much and I've only had it for a short while, but I'm inspired by it because it's given me more motivation to get this into what I'm doing. Um, so yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. Thank you. And for me, do you know what? Obviously, I want it to start impacting today's employees, all of us who are still in the workplace. I absolutely do. But it's also about laying the foundations for the children who are there at school right now, who are going to be in the workplace in the next 10 years. And then their children, you know, think people expect different things from their employers, their organisations. We have to move with the times. And, you know, there's a level of there's got to be some people who leave the organisations to make way for this fresh thinking and people who, you know, expect compassionate leadership, who expect coaching. And when I use the word coaching, I don't, you know, one thing that really winds me up and I don't get wound up very often, to be fair, I'm quite chilled, but there's one thing that does. So if you ever want to wind me up, use this one, calling coaching fluffy. And pe those people need to disappear out of the organization slowly but surely or quickly because it's so not fluffy. This is this is stuff that, that builds trust, builds relationships, and on the back of that builds high performance. And there's now fluffy about high performance. But actually, you know, the organizations who just focus on performance at the cost of everything tend to be at the cost of mental health, tend to be at the cost of burnout, tend to be at the cost of people walking out of the organisation and going to other organisations because the manager was shit. You know, it's not about that. It's about focusing on great communication. And that's what I say about coaching. I call it, don't be frightened of the C word. It's the, in fact, I nearly did call the book the C bomb. I thought, oh no, there's too many connotations here on so many levels. So I decided we'll go with this one instead, which is equally provocative. But coaching for me is, is communication fundamentally. It's conversation, it's collaboration, it's compassion, it's so many things, creativity, it's fabulous conversations. It's not somebody sat in a room you know, not saying a word and just listening or asking one question and then just listening. It's so much more than that. And and it can make such a deep difference to people's jobs, roles, careers and lives. And I'm an example of how coaching, learning how to coach and being coached changed my life. And it's like, and that was the start of all of this for me. Hang on a minute. This stuff's good. This is really good. So how do we get it out to the masses? How do we make sure everybody is having the opportunity to be part of some great conversations? And I'm on that mission and I've decided I've, I've, all I need to do now is design these headstones, my headstone one day. One of them's going to say, oh, didn't she do well? <laughs> the other one's going to say, ah, shit she died trying so there's there's two camps where this could go at the minute i'm hoping the book is one that opens up oh didn't she do well because you know i'm so passionate about such an important topic even if i'm 80 years old and it's still kind of you know change is happening but we've got to start making that change now
Yeah. I've got a soapbox, haven't I? I've just realised. Joe, you are doing it. And the fact you pr produce the book, you, you live and breathe it, you are the epitome of coaching. Um, that, that's or what or the Lorraine Kelly of coaching is what I've also been called. Is that right? I do you know what? Now, now you put that mind, you know, you put that picture in my mind now. You know <laughs> you so, you, you, I mean, you're preaching to convert it here because this, this podcast exists because of coaching. Yeah. This yeah. is what it does. It's powerful, isn't it? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And this is why, you know, everything you're saying just resonates. And uh, this is why I love connecting with you because coaching is like for me it's like silver bullet it is like can i just say that <laughs> you can say that and i totally say coaching is the silver bullet to organizational success people always say oh there's no silver bullet no, no there is no i don't disagree i don't agree there is a silver bullet and it's better conversations and i've had some fabulous conversations since our last podcast all those years ago yeah. where I had a wonderful conversation with an author of a book, Transformational Culture, David Liddell, love him to bits. And he has got seven C's to transformational culture. And I interviewed him. I'm like, you are missing the one most important <laughs> right in the middle. And he was like, which one? I was like, it's an eighth one. And it also begins with C. So we're on the right track. And he was like, what is it? I was like, coaching. He was like, oh. So him and I have been talking recently, he went, you have really woken me, my eyes up to coaching. He said, I think I'm late to the party. I was like, get in now, because you're talking about transformational culture with all these things, but actually the central word of all of that is coaching. Yeah. Do you know what? Your book wraps it up. Like, you know, it, 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 you, everything you talk about in organizations, the coaching is the wrapping that wraps it all together. The, cult, like, the culture and the drive of the organization is wrapped in coaching. It's it wrapping. It and, is. And it's funny you're saying that because I've read your book. I've got to do a presentation tomorrow to the, to the team I'm in. And I was saying what well, the skills of leadership, blah, blah, blah. And I've rattled off four and I went, guess what? Wrap this all up. Coaching wraps it all up. It's amazing. Word. It, it wraps really, it. It does. It and it's, it's interesting because I'd always been a manager who used a coaching style. Not always, not right at the beginning of my career. And I had some bumpy, bumpy row. <laughs> rides along the way until I got to that realization um and then it, I realized just by asking some great questions and listening helped me to build relationships better and build trust because I was listening and caring and and I got results and it was like hmm, I, I didn't know it was called coaching I didn't know it had a, a name until I did and then it's like oh I need to learn more about this because this stuff is really good and actually you know and I, you know, professionally accredited coaches go even deeper and deeper on behavioral change and, you know, the internal dialogue. Man, leaders and managers need to have a level of capability and confidence to give it a go rather than just telling everybody the answers to everything um, and thinking they're coaching when actually they're not. Oh, honestly, I love it. I definitely have got these two gravestones and I do hope it's the, the better, more positive one. I do like Not the lack of middle time. ground you have between your gravestones. It's either going to be awesome or shit, and there's nothing <laughs> in between those two things. <laughs> do you like that? I can't, I'm very binary. It's either that or that. So, I, I haven't thought about the middle ground because that would that would just be like a really averagely dull. There you go. That's it. It's, it's got to be amazing it? or terrible. It's going to be spectacular either way. Epic, epic either way. <laughs> epic fail or epic success. I'm not having mrs vanilla in the middle no way and to be honest i don't even think i'll have a gravestone but that's that's another story 
that feels like a much deeper question for a different interview. <laughs> um, One thing I do know is I've decided I want to be part of the uh, the wake. I said I'm not having anybody celebrating and having fun. I want to be part of it. If I've got any inkling in this is happening, we have the party first. <laughs> <laughs> and my That's... dad said the same as well. Bless him. It's a good plan. Now it's, it's really good hearing how things move because you know coaching was your mission, which it, it still is. But when when Joe spoke to you before, and it just feels like that's that's now really laser focused on where you want to focus it on that kind of manager level and how to get it delivered and how to get it through. And it's great hearing that same passion now, what three three and a bit years on, and how that's that's moved on. So you were. It made me think actually when you talked about um, your recording studio thing earlier because I saw your post on LinkedIn just before you went in when you talked about that. And last yep. time you were uh, you were talking with our oh, Mr. Neuer, the social media world and LinkedIn and posting was something in your kind of conscious, competent world where you knew you had to do it but you weren't totally comfortable with it. So didn't say that. It, it feels like that that's just old hat to you now when you're seeing the content you're putting out there. Is there's there's no worry for you as far as that goes? Oh. It's the opposite. I love it now because I've made so many friends. LinkedIn is my friends now, my family, and that's where I get feedback. That's where people tell me what you know, what is good, what's bad, what's happening. Um, I've made such valuable connections, friends for life. It's it, you know, you hear the phrase "your vibe attracts your tribe." Oh my God, LinkedIn's done that for me so brilliantly. Um, I absolutely love LinkedIn. You know, if, it, if marketing was down to me, I would have been doing a leaflet drop around housing estates in my village, genuinely. I would, I would. And and LinkedIn has just opened up, you know, the art of the possible, The honestly. And since the book's launched, I've had messages from India, Canada, Australia, America. And I'm like, hello, hello, hang on. How have you, we, we've got your book, we've got this. I love it. And I'm like, this is crackers you know that wouldn't have happened with a leaflet drop around my estate <laughs> certainly only in a much more localized way no it's going we we talk about it in our our collective journeys on this so we've been doing this for five years now and there's things now that we do we've been exposed to we've got involved in that we'd never have thought of so i just love that that comparison hearing you talk about things that are outside your comfort zone and you've dove into them and they're now in your comfort zone and you're moving out into these brand new territories looking at new things and i just it's great seeing people's journeys like that thank you i'll tell you what is i mean i'm still putting myself out there a bit more on videos <laughs> that's what i was going to ask next <laughs> i don't and and why do i not love videos just because i'm well it's really interesting i'll tell you i've moved from I'm not doing them, I'm not doing them, I'm not doing them, I'm really not doing them too. Oh, give it a go. And the, and the thing that I changed in my head about videos was my internal dialogue, full stop. And it was like the dialogue I used to have about speaking in public. I remember being terrified. And then I changed that inner chat to from, I'm terrified to, I'm really excited. Now, I say that to myself now, so I know if I've got a talk, I'm really excited. I'm really, honestly, I bounce on stage like Tigger now because I'm so excited and I've told myself I'm excited. So I, so I am excited. I've done the same with videos. No longer is it, I don't want to do it. I'm scared. What will I look like? What will people think? Blah, blah, blah. And now it's like, I'm really looking forward to this. I've got something to say. It doesn't matter as much what I look like. It doesn't, you know, get your feedback, make it better, improve along the way. 
what's the worst that could happen? Absolutely. The coaching path, Joe, isn't it? The coaching path. That's what it is. It is. It's that comfort zone thing. So I definitely am a firm believer that um, you cannot learn something or improve at something unless you do it. You know, and, and speaking is that, videos that, writing a book is that. You've just got to do it. Focus your time. Because people have all said, oh, I would never be able to write a book. Can you write? Yeah. Well, you could then. You absolutely could. And it, you just need to learn how. You just need to focus your time. We've all got the same amount of hours in the day. Focus your time. Honestly, so many things. And there's so much more for me to learn. I've got another, I'm, I feel like I'm at the start again of a blank piece of paper, which is which is really exhilarating and exciting. It absolutely sounds it. You can hear it in your voice. Look forward to doing this again in a few years when you tell us that writing's old hat and you're onto your next right. thing that you're, you have to you're bring looking back, to do. It's gonna, you're not going to escape in, Joe. We're going to have to bring, keep bringing you back now on the different stages. As they you're go. about to just see me getting older along the way. Like, oh, look at Joe now. She's a little yeah. old lady. Uh, Lee and I do that with actually with, with, with our Joe as well, to be fair. We, com <laughs> we, com we, we compare him from the, from the start. No, we're fine wines. We get better with age. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, vintage, you know. <laughs> so, my computer's telling me I'm going to have to wrap us up in a minute. So, okay. normally, this is where I do our shilling. But, Joe, this is all about you this week. So, where can Ooh. people find you? Where's the best place to contact you? And, of course, where is the book? Tell us all about that. Oh. So, where's the book? I'll answer that one first. So, it's definitely on, on Amazon. Um, that's the best place to get it. Amazon, it's great on there. Um, although I'm going to grow distribution of that, get it elsewhere. <laughs> um, how you can find me? Oh, LinkedIn. I'm always there lurking somewhere in the corners of LinkedIn and I'm Joe Wright coach or Joe Wright speaker and coach. I've got the website, joewright.com where you can contact me through that and also via coachingculture.com as well. So I'm here, there and everywhere, but LinkedIn is definitely where I pop up annoyingly and frequently. You're not annoying. You're amazing. And your videos are great, by the way. Um, Thank you. I love in the videos. I love it because now you've got the highlight words and it's just great. Yeah. Let's keep that going. I love it. I love it. Thank you. No, fantastic. Um, really excited for the book. See where that goes. Um, we massively appreciate you coming in again. And I said it is great to hear the passion in what you're doing and how you're pushing the mission forward. So I hope that you. all continues exactly it. how it's been going. Right. Jose and Ryan, is there anything you wanted to ask before I... Uh, I count us down and sign us off for the week. No, I'm good. I'm good. I've just been, I just want to say thanks, Joe. Really appreciate your time and uh, we'll stay engaged. We will support you. This podcast will support you. I will support you. Uh, so, you know, if there's anything we can do, you know, apart from, you know, we'll put this podcast out there, uh, let us know uh, and we will, we, will, we, will, we will do anything we can to, to help that mission. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And everyone out there listening, watching, as always, we appreciate you. We'll be back next week. All that's left for me to do is count us down and say three, two, one, Inspiration Nation. Inspiration Nation. Catch you guys later. Guys later.